So we didn't train with in the fancy shit. <laughs> we didn't train in fancy shit. We trained in generating power. I was really blessed to have a series of very uh, professional, old school instructors. Especially when I started in Kempo Karate. My first instructor, he was a tradie. He was a, uh, he built houses. He, he did a little bit of everything. I think he was a carpenter by trade, but he did pretty much everything. He was strong and he had power. He could punch. It was his instructor, Bob, when I moved up to him. Bob really taught me how to punch. Taught me to how to build, uh, help me build a Makawara punching post. The old way, not the new ones that you can buy in a catalog, but the old school ones. Basically a tapered piece of wood with straw wrapped around the top. And, uh, so Bob taught me how to, how to issue, how to generate power with stance and hips. Real power. I'm talking <laughs> stuff that people respected, stuff that saved my life. And then I discovered this thing called internal kung fu, which taught how to generate power from the spine. Which taught how to generate power from the inguinal creases. That, that stuff way down in the hips. And that changed my entire life, learning how to generate power from the spine, distributed to, through the fascial system. All that gooey stuff. It's that weird stuff that makes stuff way beyond Bruce Lee's one-inch punch possible. And I mention that because I didn't get stuck on one way of using power. My first instructor, Rick, he was more like a boxer. When I went up to his instructor, Bob, Bob was like fighting an old, uh, old Japanese master. Even though we studied a Chinese martial art, he punched and things just shattered. A different kind of power than a boxer. When I discovered internal kung fu, it was like mysterious power. You know, like I said, if we talk about Bruce Lee's one-inch punch, I, I learned about the zero-inch punch. Power that seems to be generated without distance, but it's power that comes from using your body like a drum. Think about the difference there. And here's the thing. Here's what I notice. To this day, those lessons serve me because I noticed starting out, I mean, you know, you start out where you start out at. A lot of people start out with being positive. I sure did. I realized if I was positive, people liked me more. So I did my best to be positive, to be likable. And it changed my life. I didn't realize at the time that there were other levels of power. I didn't realize at the time that there were other areas to explore. emotions, thinking, all the usual stuff. And it was, it was through the exploration of Neville Goddard and old school neurolinguistic programming, not the new stuff. The new stuff's pretty much all scripts as far as I can tell. There's some good people out there, don't get me wrong. But it, almost nobody's teaching you how to notice. I want you to notice. And here's a, here's a thing that most people miss. One of the most powerful ways that you can manifest is notice how you notice. Notice how you notice. 
Notice how you notice money. Notice how you notice people. Notice how you notice people of the same sex. Notice how you notice people of the opposite sex. Notice how you notice people you want to be with. Notice how you notice people. By the way, if you think you know how you notice them, keep noticing. Show up a little earlier. Stick around a little longer. Notice something beyond the commentary in your head because all that comes from a state. We begin ManifestingMasteryCourse.com with a simple little lesson. The girls giggled. And way back in the old days when we started that course up about 10 years ago, we didn't let people in on the secret. Here's the secret of lesson one. The young buck walks away from the safety of the herd. Him and his buddies are skateboarding. And he walks away from the safety of the herd toward two girls they're sitting nearby watching and he's already made eye contact with them they've already done the hair flicks and all that good stuff and he starts walking over and the girls look at each other and they share a giggle what happens next is typical what happens next is the young guy turns around he walks back to the safety of the herd and he never touches, sniffs, dances with, kisses a girl. He dies at the age of 85 under a bridge, lonely, saying to himself, I could have been someone. And we ask, why did he turn around? And the average person back then and still today might say, because the girls giggled. And it's like, no, 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 no. He turned around because of what he imagined. He imagined the girls were laughing at him. In Dream Driven Day, we talk about my buddy Sean. Sean always had a couple girls with him in high school. Sean was cool. I say that. Some people go, oh, he must have been a dirt ball. See, Sean wasn't a dirt ball. Sean was a lovely fella who loved girls, and girls loved him. He imagined something different. He imagined when they giggled, it was good. And so he had a lot of girls around him giggling all the time. And no, he didn't treat them badly, and yes... They, they love being around him. They still do. I checked up on him on Facebook. Right? He's still... The, he's a lovely guy. He's got a family. All that good stuff. But it's cool because here's the deal, gang. Ready? Let's talk about power. Because you can try to control your emotions. You can try to control your thoughts. You can make movies. Neville says this isn't about making a movie. This is about feeling yourself climbing the ladder. See, that's the Neville Goddard lesson on climbing the ladder. Neville doesn't say walk around saying you won't climb it. Again, I haven't found that. I haven't found him saying that anywhere. I have found him in every lecture that I've listened to or read saying something like, imaginal experience leads physical experience. What are you imagining? That's what matters. And here's what I want to know. What are you imagining is true about you, about money, about people? How are you experiencing them? Because whenever you see the postie, the postman, the mailman, whatever you call it in your country, do you celebrate or do you cringe? How do you experience money? Do you experience money as something hard that you have to hold on to? See, I can tell when people do because when they talk about money, they breathing gets hard and they hold their breath. What do you think that's doing to your health? But if you change, see, if you get money, if you get an economy, is based on flow. 
You sell something, I buy something. I buy something, you sell something. I sell something, you buy something. Money moves. It's in the movement that the water flows. It's in the movement that the beauty is expressed. It's in the movement. Notice your reactions. Notice how do you move? How do you experience $10,000? How do you experience five hundred? Explore. Notice how you experience what you experience. You see, that to me might be the ultimate definition of a state. That might be the ultimate definition of a scene. How do you experience what you experience? If you got gold today, you know what to do. Dream Driven Day, the doors are open. Just had another fella sign up. Congratulations, Zach. Looking forward to you in the course. Next to Mundo. That's dreamdrivenday.com. 30 days of play of 30 people. Private Facebook group. Three live group calls. Any and all of it's optional, by the way. Some people say, I don't do Facebook. That's all right. You can still do the course. How cool is that? But I'd suggest getting on the Facebook and having some fun, making some friends. Most people don't make friends once they turn about 30 years old. A lot of people in their 20s tell me I don't make friends. I just have co-workers now. Wow. Anyway, that's DreamDrivenDay.com. I think that's all I'm going to say. I'm loving waking up, stretching, enjoying the sunrise. Have a lovely day. See ya.